record. And we are live. So welcome everybody. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of Awakening Consciousness with Ashley and Jesse. Uh, as a reminder, we are live streaming on our backup channel. Our main channel has two strikes on it and we just got our second strike. So apparently uh, one of the strikes had lapsed and then we just got a, a second strike. So we are locked out of our account for two weeks and we are streaming on our backup channel. Um, so please subscribe to that one as well. Uh, also our Rumble account, that's where we're going to migrate over uh, in the near future because I don't think our channel is long for YouTube. We talk about some things that go against the YouTube terms and service, but uh, we don't really feel like censoring ourselves. So uh, please get over to the alt platforms. Uh, the main one's going to be Rumble going forward. But for now, we are streaming on our backup channel, our, our clips channel, which doesn't have very many clips, but we're working on that um, on our YouTube account. <clears throat> um, it's a uh... It's such a, I just have to jump in on that because I, I feel like we need to talk about censorship every time this happens because yeah. it's important, you know, it's important. Yeah. Um, and it, it's such an interesting like backdoor way to control the internet, right? It's, it's, it's like you, you create all these platforms that become basically the platform for the dissemination of information on the internet. So maybe you don't control the whole internet, right? But you control the most important platforms. And then when new ones come along, you just buy them up and then you implement your, your censorship strategy. And essentially if, if, if all of the users are, are using your platforms, you know, you're, you're in pretty good control of the supply of information. Um, it's really, uh, it's really a good strategy to do it. And um, obviously censorship is alive and well. Uh, I was asking Asher, you know, what was the episode? And he said, well, we were talking about supply chains and he was thinking maybe it was, you know, a song that we played at the beginning. Um, and who knows, right? What, what uh, you know, it's, it's if you go, if you've said anything against the mainstream narrative, you know, <clears throat> you know, you may end up deplatformed and censored and uh you know you're you may lose your job and you you know you may um you know you and, and we're not that far away from the gulag right these are the steps before the before they start sticking you in the gulag for your for your thoughts and your beliefs in the land of the free in the land of the free so yeah the new world order looks fun doesn't it guys you know we get some we get uh <laughs> we get we get censorship and we get you know vac travel passports for you know medical procedure travel passports and we get uh you know we get your bank accounts monitored every last penny and and this is just the beginning you know but wait there's more so um you know, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's not the world I want to live in, not the world we, we are going or are living in. And, um, you know, but also important to recognize how crazy it is because it is, and we're, we're deep in it at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, it, it, even if you, if you just, uh, you know, just look at their, uh, guidelines, which I don't really pay much attention to. I mean, I know generally speaking, they don't allow, allow any, um, any, anything that counters the narrative that jabs are good and the only, the only uh, way out of the pandemic, but it's something like you can't counter the narrative from the world health organization. You can't say anything that goes against sort of local health, health guidelines. Um, you can't say anything like that. And, you know, it's just funny how, um, 
you know, we, we go like, you know, the, the Nazis, they burn books, you know, and uh, that was their way of, of censoring information and keeping things that they didn't want in the public lexicon from getting out there. And it's like, you know, now, now we have something, uh, a very popular product called Kindle, which, you know, if Kindling is something that you need to start a fire. And so Kindle probably has done, you know, a lot to quote unquote burn books because uh, there's been instances where they've literally gone gone through and removed a book that you had downloaded onto your Kindle. So you know that this oh, wow. is sort of, yeah this is sort of the uh, the modern version of book burning and um, right. yeah it's just the, the, the part the party the part the party doesn't approve that material. Right. Yes. The party does not approve and uh, you're accessing unapproved information. So get in line. Right. And, it, and it's like, you know, you say you say the policy is basically that you can't go uh, you can't give information that's this different from uh, from the these authoritative authoritative sources. Right. And I just need, you know, and as we know, right, authority has always been right throughout the history of the world. Um, there's every never time. been. That's why they're time. in the authority. <laughs> that's why that's right. There's never been any instances where, you know, authority was wrong. And there's also, you know, I'd like to see if we could come up with a with an incident in history where the people censoring and banning and saying how dangerous, you know, the information is we're on the right side of history. You know, the, yeah. the, the book burners, the, the, the authoritarians, the tyrannical, you know, people who are doing tyrannical things like telling you what you can and can't read. Um, you know, when were they on the right side of history? Like, I thought we, we've been fighting against that forever, right? Like, isn't that what we're all about? Like, you know, yeah. freedom and freedom of choice and expression. <laughs> yeah. So if, any, if anyone has, has an example, please uh, put it in the chat or put it in the comments below. I'd love to hear it. Right. It was like, you know, they took everyone's guns and then, and then they censored everyone. And then they, you know, told everyone this and that and the other thing. And then it was all roses and lollipops and flowers. Like, no, no. It was, it happened, like, yeah. And that ushered in a hundred years of peace and prosperity. <laughs> right. It's, that's not how it goes, guys. Like, no. the, 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 okay. <laughs> not even once. Not even once. Right. I mean, the, you know, sorry. I, I, yeah, if, if we're wrong, you know, please correct us. We're, we're happy to admit if and when Absolutely. we're wrong. So. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, you know, unfortunately, the genocide comes next, history would say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it, it's always the people who are, you know, the, the minions and the uh, lackeys and the people who are, you know, going along to get along that end up going first. It's not the people who are <clears throat> sort of fighting it. They, they, they oftentimes, and maybe not oftentimes, but they always end up winning. Truth always wins in the end if you have a long enough time horizon. And uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, it's important too to like look at the programming a little bit too, right? It's because like for those of us who kind of maybe were born either with some sort of extra truth meter or some sort of um, some sort of uh, vac vaccine that was against 
BS or, or against programming, right? Some sort of, <laughs> some sort of natural antidote or something, you know, for those of us who sort of fell under less mind control, perhaps than others, right? We were kind of probably rebelling against authority forever. I, I know I certainly have, right? I, I remember, you know, being, a, being as little as three or four years old and just looking at authority and being like, what is this about? Like, I know, like, 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 no, I'm not doing that. Who are you? You know? Um, and, and for those of us in that sort of situation, it's like we were always berated into believing there was almost like something wrong with us. And, and that the, like, you know, the little jerk that you knew in, in like middle school, that was like, you know, you should follow the rules. Cause you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like the guy that was like telling on you or was like pressuring you into like just obeying or, you know, or was, or was whatever it was. Right. That's the same guy now that's carrying yeah. out all these orders. That's the guy, you know, that's the guy who they hung. At, those are the guys they hung at the Nuremberg trials, right? They didn't get in any, the big wigs were, were brought to the U S <laughs> to uh, run NASA and so forth. The, the, the minions who, you know, were doing that stuff, those guys were hung like, like these, these are not. And so I just, I say this all just to say, like, if you have any sort of complex about that, that comes from youth, you know, because like we get this programming that there's something wrong with you and that actually all these other people who all agree and are doing it the same way are, you know, in the right and should be listened to or respected in some sort of way. Bullshit. Like those people are those people are bringing in death and destruction knowingly or not. And for those of you that have seen through that, have not wanted to participate in that, etc., good for you. Stay strong. You know, uh, you're correct. <laughs> well, I, I have a little theory on that, at least from the, from the male side of things, because you know how, you know how there is always these, these, the, 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 you know, kid, the boys in elementary school who, you know, they would tell on you and they would, you know, uh, just, you know, try to get compliance and all this and that. <clears throat> well, those are, those are the weak, the weak little, the weak little guys that, you know, none of the girls were interested in and, and, you know, they weren't that popular or whatever. Um, but now that they've grown up and now that they can, um, you know, they're, they're still after girls and they still like girls and all that stuff. But now they, they have this unique and amazing opportunities to show how virtuous they are by compliance. And, you know, they think if they just comply harder, that they will be seen as, you know, oh, look at this this guy. He's he's still compliant. He's doing everything he should be. Maybe I'm gonna go get with him. And spoiler alert for all the guys who are going about this as their strategy for uh, getting girls, uh, it still doesn't work. So, um, you know, uh, keep trying. Um, your your day is coming, uh, but not not today, unfortunately so that's it's a good point yeah i mean it's you know it, it everyone has sort of a, a strategy that they that they uh employ to um attract a mate and this one uh again with your the other strategies that they employed during when they were a scrawny little kid getting picked on on the playground not that that's a good thing and you know we shouldn't pick on kids and all that stuff but this strategy doesn't work either um nobody likes a a weak coward who's just going to comply with, uh, you know, a stronger authority. So uh, good luck to you if you are 
employing that strategy. Yeah. And it's like, it's like what they use too, right. Is like the moral high ground. You know, it's like, well, I get to act like an ass because I have the moral high ground. That's sort of like the, you know, that's sort of like the philosophy that goes into it. So, you know, when you see a guy on the street, like berating someone else into whatever they think is right, maybe the person, you know, left their car engine idling or something, right. Or, or they, maybe they littered and I'm not for littering, but you know, maybe they littered or, or maybe, you know, they don't, whatever it is, whatever, you know, rule they broke. You see somebody berating somebody on the street, on the street for that. It's like, they think they have the right to do that because they have the moral high ground. And we need to take that back. Like we need to, we need to end that paradigm. They do not have the moral high ground. They're fucking assholes. Like they're little uh, peons whose life is run by this imaginary authority that they have in their head that literally wants to walk them off the cliff. And so, not literally metaphorically wants to wants to walk them off the cliff and the fact that they think they're right doesn't you know that doesn't mean anything and so you know we should we should not i don't think it's you know i mean you don't want i don't get in arguments and fights and all that like if someone's crazy just let them be crazy of course but but it's like we need to reclaim that moral high ground because we actually have yeah yeah i think that's where the the term karen comes from where you get these these uh you know short-haired uh you know, middle-aged uh, single women who are just upset at the world for their poor decisions and they're just pissed off and ready to take it out on anyone. And, um, you know, any little, any little excuse, uh, you know, thinking they have the moral high ground or whatnot is an excuse to berate people. And, you know, in, in this, in this society, like, you know, you can't do anything about it. You can't just give her, you know, <laughs> you can't do that. I'm not advocating for any type of uh, violence or anything like that. Um, definitely not. But, um, you know, in, in other times you could have just, you know, oh, this, this person's hysterical, you know, hysteric, hysterical, that word comes from like, you know, hysterectomy and all that stuff. So, you know, anyways, um, we're probably going to get canceled for this, uh, this talk also so right we've, we've gone against another you know another sacred cow here feminism another protected group yes yeah I, I actually so we we've hinted at, at doing sort of like a, a a deep dive or a breakdown of, of that stuff and I, I ordered a book that has like all the data that you need to, to sort of pierce through what's going on with, with men and women and all that stuff. So, uh, once I, once I have like real concrete data that we can say we can point to and then paint a picture because of, because we can see the data, then, then we'll do something like that. And it'll, I think it'll shock a lot of people. It'll really surprise them. I mean, that's, you know, what's, what's so beautiful about truth is that, it cuts through false narratives and destroys them quickly. Um, whereas the false narratives need conditioning and programming and time and repetition to, to get implemented as truth. And then they're destroyed with truth in three seconds. If, if that can truth can be seen and received or if it's disseminated well. Um, and so, and so, you know, uh, you see this, we talk about this a lot, but it's like any narrative that you look at, if you look into it, falls apart very quickly. When you were talking, you know, it reminded me of this email, which I, I did forward it to you. You may have seen it or not, but there's this hilarious email that, where it's breaking down the 
cost effectiveness, just cost effectiveness, nothing else of, of electric cars. And um, as it turns out that the, the price per, per kilometer or mile uh, is, is actually more expensive just just based on the electricity you had to use to charge your battery yeah. than it would have been, than it would have been to just drive with gasoline yeah. um, significantly more like 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 13 cents a mile more or, or something like that um, literally just your electric bill cost versus your gas bill cost we're not even including the fact that the hybrids are much more expensive or the electric cars you know if it's a tesla or something it's you know a trillion times more expensive we're not including the fact it doesn't work as well that it has a battery that has to be recharged all these you know and and, and we're not even talking about the fact that it's a dirty technology yeah. right like like it falls apart on every aspect of its narrative but the whole like magic thing there is that well you'll save money on gasoline yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was sorry. I was about to say, oh, but the environment, and then you, and then you 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 cut that, you cut through that because like the, the mining for the the cobalt for the battery is 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 like so destructive to mines. They have to like strip mine everything and and go in and just decimate uh, you know the area that they're mining, and and it's really not better for the environment when you take into account all of the extraction costs and all of the other things that go into building an electric car and it's like you know but yet and still they're still pushing that because you know reasons so um yeah it's just it's just so fascinating how all these narratives literally every single one every single big one can be uh you know destroyed and um <clears throat> brings me to the uh, COVID narrative, uh, there's many different sort of pegs that you could pull out from under it to destroy it. Um, the plan was to interview someone who's been working on uh, PCR technology for about 25 years. The plan was to interview her on Thursday. Uh, with the channel strike down, I'm wondering if we should push that to uh, when the channel's back up. Um, but I guess we can... Uh, uh, yeah, well, I mean, whatever you decide is fine. I, I always lean towards, you know, just roll and like fuck them. It'll do what it does. But, um, but I'm, but if you want to push it back, I, I have no problem with that. Well, this this could be one that we pr that we promote to our like, you know, some email subscribers. Um, sure. So get some more traction on the on the views and channel and subscribers and that kind of stuff with that. So. It might be beneficial to wait until the main channels back up for that, um, but I'll, I'll discuss that with her today. Um, but anyways, should we get into the show topic? We've been bullshitting for fifteen minutes or so. Um, all right, so here we go. So this is an article from the. The Epic Times, Epoch Times. Um, energy crisis may trigger winter blackouts across the U.S., according to a coal firm CEO. So the Epic Epoch, is it Epoch Times or Epic Times? One of them. This is not a mainstream source. This is one of the, no. this is a, an alternative source that's more or less doing a, a you know a better job than most, I would say, uh, in, in disseminating real information. Um, 
because <clears throat> normally I like to share, you know, sort of mainstream articles so that we can see what they're saying in that world and then cut through the nonsense breaks and spells and uh, help tie into a bigger picture. Uh, but this one is, uh, this, this one's a little bit different. So the energy crisis that has led to shortages and blackouts in Europe and Asia can hit the U.S., this winter, the chief executive of an energy firm says, we've actually had discussions with power utilities who are concerned that they simply will have to implement blackouts this winter, said Ernie Thrasher, the head of Excol Energy and Resources, according to Bloomberg News. They don't see where the fuel is coming from to meet demand. He also stated that utilities are switching to coal from natural gas during the fall and winter months to keep up with demand. The global demand for power has increased as economies attempt to recover from the C-19 pandemic, triggering natural gas shortages primarily in Europe and Asia. Power producers yeah, include- Hold on, we just, we got to stop for just half a second and just point out the paradigm, right? It's like, the, the, the government creates this situation and then they blame everything that happens thereafter, which they wanted to happen in the first place on the situation they created. Right. So it's just, you know, we'll just sort of moving right along because of COVID and then whatever, you know, whatever stuff they've come up with. So sorry, continue. Right. No, that, that's a, that's a very important point. And it's like, we, and, and that goes to countering the narrative that we, that we started off talking about. It's like, not only do we have to counter the narrative of, uh, you know, them having the moral high ground to, you know, berate us and, and force us to do things and jab and all that stuff. But, um, you know, it, it's not due to COVID or because of COVID or this and that. It's because of the measures taken by governments around the world uh, from a made up virus that that's what it should say because we made this thing up and enacted draconian measures this you know this happened it's not because of covid like it's because of the response to a nonsense virus so exactly that's a um, i'll try to remember that when i'm reading uh power producers including duke energy which is close to me um have warned customers that bills may spike this winter. Duke's Piedmont natural gas unit stated on October 5th that higher gas prices and low production will raise customer bills by approximately $11 per month in North and South Carolina. So that's me. So I gotta do something about this. Uh, I gotta get a generator. So I'm gonna go out and do that pretty soon. Uh, that whole supply chain is stretched beyond its limits, said Thrasher, whose Pennsylvania-based company works in cold logistics. It's going to be a challenging winter for us here in the U.S. The New York State Public Service Commission told Bloomberg that it's monitoring utilities in New York to determine whether there's enough fuel for the winter. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, 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 a great, it's a great quote, right? It's going to be a challenging winter. Yeah. for us here in the united states i mean almost like they might have planned for that um you know i i i, I just if you, you know, think about every post-apocalyptic image they've put in your head for your whole life right it's always the grid right it's always losing power is a piece of it 
always. <laughs> and, and so, and if you're going to, if you're going to collapse the United States, which has always been part of the plan and you're going to kind of shift power and try to get in the war and try to do this whole one world government thing and all this kind of stuff, um, certainly do have to collapse the U S to get to that. Um, but also, uh, but also, um, ah, shoot, I forgot where I was going with that, the power and collapsing the U S ah, I forget, but yeah, I mean, if you're going to collapse the U S right, it's going to start with things like this, right? It's going to start with rolling power outages, right? That's a third world country problem. That's not, a well, they already have that in California. Yeah. And have several times at, at different yeah. stages. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they just need you know, a few but, more wind turbines and then it'll be all set. It'll be all solved. That's right. But, and a little more regulation, I think as well would be, it would be if the government could take over a little more, you know, and, and sort of deal with it. Cause I think, you know, the private sector, Asher, they've just fucked it all up. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, right. If you're going to, if you're going to collapse the U S you know, these are chinks in the armor, right? These are, these are signs and signals and, uh, um, you know, myomarkers, you know, uh, that, 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 show where we're at here and so we are now openly discussing power outages in the u.s you know in huge price increases and um again we haven't even really gotten into this yet so they're just signaling what's coming yep yep so let's read on the utilities have hedged approximately 70 percent of their residential electricity needs the agency said stating that it expects to meet demand this season the benchmark U.S. natural gas contract has been rallying, lately hitting seven-year highs, but it's 562 per million British thermal units price is a far cry from the 30-plus being paid in Europe and Asia, Reuters notice, noted. However, the U.S. market is worried about the coming cold, particularly in New England and California, where prices for gas to be delivered this winter are far above the nationwide benchmark. In New England, buyers are expecting to gas to cost more than $20 per British thermal units. In New England, gas for January delivering, delivery is soaring, trading last week at more than $22 at the region's Algonquin hub, which would be the highest price paid in a month since February 2000, January and February 2014. Henry hub prices continue to climb for the winter months, but we should see even bigger increases on the east and west coast for New England and California, said Matt Smith, lead oil analyst for the Americas at Commodity and analytics firm Kipler. So there you go. High prices, short supply, potential blackouts coming to a coming to your life soon. So what are we going to do about it? You're muted. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. What are we going to do about it? Right. That, that is the right question. Um, that's totally right. The right question. And obviously if we want to get into specifics, we can, but it's like overall, of course, the thought that comes to my mind is, you know, do we want to be reliant on systems that are run by evil people designed to make us dependent on them and then collapse said systems and put us into turmoil? Right? Do we, do we want to be in that, in that position? So we want to be, 
as we, you know, as a com as a, a frequent theme on this show, you know, we, we want to be as disconnected from the matrix as possible, as disconnected from this existing systems as possible. And absolutely that includes, you know, includes things like energy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I keep, I keep telling my wife that I want to go out and I, I'm going to go out and get a generator. So I think this, uh, I, I put it down on my list over there. So, um, it's going to be something I do in the very near future. Um, yeah, and, and I, you know, I was having a conversation with my business partner, one of my business partners yesterday in the real estate company. And, and um, you know, we're just talking about, so we've had some really interesting times here and there's just an enormous amount of action and things happening and opportunities and capital. And it's just, it's been, a, it's been sort of a whirlwind of, of sort of uh, opportunities here that have popped up and, as a result of that, you know, we're, we're sort of in, in a better position than we were, you know, not that long ago. And so he's kind of making some plans for what he wants to do and, and build a house and things like that potentially. And, and, um, you know, we're just, we're talking about, and I said to him, one of the things I said to him, I'm like, look, you know, we, we are looking at supply chain collapse here at some point where, where it's going to get very much more difficult to just find things that you need and buy them. Um, yeah. and so that will, that will start out with it just getting more expensive, right? Which we've already seen. So, uh, you know, I, I mentioned this on the show the other day, but, you know, construction materials, a business I'm in, construction materials here in Ecuador have gone up significantly um, over this last period of time. We're not seeing scarcity yet, but that's, it doesn't, it doesn't start there. It starts with an increase in, in price. And then as we go through this, it probably ends with, you just can't find the stuff. You can't buy it, right? And if, you know, it's either it's either just way too expensive that no one can buy it essentially, or it's just not available. Um, and so we're and so, you know, you mentioned a generator, right? And it's like right now, yeah, you just run in the store and buy a generator. <laughs> but but there may come a time here where, um, you know, where we have a confluence of grid issues, you know, power sh shortages or gas shortages, etc., along with the scarcity of good products in general. Um, and yeah. so. You know, so that's that's something to just yeah be aware of. I think that's definitely coming. I mean, you know, yeah. It, it, there, there's so many things. There's so many chinks in the in the armor. You know, you have, um, you know, ships not being able to port. You have a shortage of truckers. You have uh, factories shutting down because a person tests positive. Um, you have uh, the. Uh, <clears throat> devaluing of your currency so things get more expensive you have the shortage in supply so things get more expensive then you put those two things those two things together and they get way more expensive um so there's just so many things that like one little one little prick over here can can cause a disruption another prick over here can cause another disruption and uh, everything is so interconnected and um you know needing to work perfectly in sync in order to work and in order to get the products from the manufacturer to the end end uh, user so many things need to go right in that process um and it's a pretty you know pretty efficient supply chain that we've uh that the world has built up over the last few decades but you know a a, a small prick uh in in any one of you know probably dozens of little places could cause a major disruption and 
you know, it's it's only a matter of time before we really see that. And I bet you in some places in the world, they're already seeing it a lot more than what we're seeing in the U.S. So, yeah. And, and, you, and of course, you add into that equation that, that it's planned. And so, right. you know, that would increase the probability by a lot um, as well. And, and also the, the timing of it, right? It speeds up that timeline as well, because obviously the plan is for that to happen now slash soon because they're doing it. <laughs> so, so we're not, we don't have to guess about, you know, is this 10 years out? Is this 20 years out? No, no, they're doing it now. So they're, they're setting this up for over the winter for into next spring or whenever, you know, whenever it is, but um, clearly that's being set up here. And clearly we've always known that's part of the plan. Right. And then, then you add into that the, uh, the new tests that they're rolling out in January. And so what is that going to do? You know, when they're testing, instead of testing for one thing, they're going to be testing for a hundred things. <laughs> now it's like, oh, you, you have AIDS, tuberculosis, uh, Delta variant, Lambda variant, uh, and all, all these other things that we're going we're gonna to need to quarantine you for, for two weeks. Um, for so two years. Or maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a funny, I mean, the narrative is, has gotten comical a long time ago it's uh it's quite funny <laughs> the bad variant is yeah. coming <laughs> right. yeah let's uh the other thing that i wanted to show is a little bit of uh a little bit of what's going on around the world so we have yes here we go Lithuania, poor people in Lithuania. Mike, so here's a, a Twitter post. Uh, my country of Lithuania, Lithuania has imposed very severe measures against people who do not get the COVID pass. How severe? Well, you're banned from large supermarkets, banned from non-essential stores, and banned from restaurants. So <clears throat> we've talked about uh, places around the world being, you know, some places are better, some places are worse. You know, Australia seems to be one of the worst places in the world. Um, Lithuania seems pretty bad too. So um, it's a small European Union country, about 2.8 million people. Um, it introduced a COVID pass in May called the Opportunity Pass. So let's let's give it a nice a nice uh, name. And the Opportunity Pass allows you the opportunity to participate in society. So it's, that's it's almost good. it's almost it's almost like the Mark of the Beast. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you sound like too a bad, conspiracy. Too, I'm, too, I'm gonna <laughs> catch the conspiracy theorist virus. From you, <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think you did already. <laughs> <I might. laughs> Without the opportunity pass, you don't have the opportunity. You don't have the opportunity. Your rights are restricted. So, the government app shows the fun you'll have participating in opportunities of society if you have the opportunity pass. There is no illustration for life for people without the pass. <laughs> In August, Lithuania passed a law to restrict the rights of people who don't have the COVID pass. Other countries are moving in that direction. In Lithuania, it's already 
enforce all restrictions are, are already fully effective and enforcement is strict. So here's uh, some people lining up to get into what looks like a store. It says, without, without a pass, you may not enter into any shopping center or large supermarket. At the entrances, people queue in line to be verified. Guards scan the pass of each person. If you have a valid pass, the light flashes green and beeps. Then you may enter. No pass, no entrance. I, I mean, this Without almost pass, this this almost seems like ten thousand movies I've watched. Yeah, yeah. Show us your papers, please. It's like, Without a pass, you may only shop in small stores, which mainly sell food, pharmaceuticals, glasses, and contact lenses, veterinary goods, or farming supplies. Well, it sounds like they are pushing you towards uh, things that you might you might want to go towards in in general, anyways. You know, food and farming supplies. So maybe uh, you know, cut out the pharmaceuticals. Um, you know, yeah, I guess if you need glasses and whatnot, go get those. But food and farming supplies. What else is there? You may not enter stores which sell may which mainly sell other products. Good. Without a pass, you may not enter any restaurant, cafe, or bar. Without a pass, you may not enter banks or insurance companies except for essential purposes. For example, <laughs> pensions or social benefits, where the service lasts no longer than 15 minutes. Because if it was more than 15 minutes, you'd be you'd be a super spreader. Yeah. Obviously. Well, I think you just I think you just die after 15 minutes, actually. I think after, you just yeah, drop yeah. dead. It could be true. Well, not you, works. but the, the person who is is trying to help you. <laughs> right. The, 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 the jabbed person who needs to be protected <laughs> the, from you. The one who's protected. The one who's protected. Uh, the one who got their protection shot is is the one who drops dead. <laughs> yeah. Because apparently, apparently my diet's not working because you're you didn't go on your diet. So there's right. no possible way that my diet's gonna work. Right. Hashtag logic. Hashtag George Orwell. <laughs> Without a pass, you may not visit patients in medical facilities or senior care slash residential homes. The only exception makes, makes is for sense. terminally ill patients and children under 14 years of age if the doctor gives advanced permission. Mm. Without a pass, you may not enter indoor public events or spaces such as conferences, fitness centers, or beauty services services like hair and nails. This passes in the form of a QR code. Most people get it on their phones through e-banking slash e-signature. Those without phones can get a paper printout. So that sounds like fun. Can't wait yeah. to go to Lithuania. Yeah, I mean, freedom sucks, dude. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, it's much better to be in that sort of world. Yeah. Then just kind of like be free and do what you want. No, why would you want to do that? <laughs> I mean, what was the thing they were saying? I mean, the, there's just, yeah, I mean, everything in there they've shown us in the movies for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And like that, that's, that's important to not to, to point out. Like the, 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 when, the, when the CIA came up with, the, you know, with the mind control box, that was kind of the end. It was like, we got them. It's over. We can literally inject our belief system and what we want them to believe into their subconscious mind directly 
You know, that yeah. that's, it's like, we get, we can shut down the conference, the conscious mind and we can inject our literally mind control programming directly into the subconscious mind starting at birth. And so, and so that there's a reason that in all of these movies, well, there's multiple reasons, but there's a reason that in all of these movies, we've, we've seen that, that two tiered society, right. Where there's the, you know, there's the, in the future, all these futuristic sci-fi type, you know, movies, we've always seen that, right. There's the two tier society, those who have decided to participate and those who have not. <laughs> and, um, and we've seen that and we've seen, where you, where you have to scan your thing, right? We've seen that over and over and over again. And that thing then has all your info on it. And it says what you're qualified for and what you don't qualify for. And says, you know, talks about, you said maybe he has your medical records and your DNA and all sorts of, you know, you're reading this article. We're there, right? We, they've now, they've now connected in that last sentence or last couple of sentences, they were connecting, you know, your banking to your e-signature, to your ability to buy goods and services, to your medical records, which includes how many procedures you've accepted um, and on and on. So we're, we're already there, right? Two tier society, um, total tyranny, as far as like, you, you know, you don't have freedom over medical decisions, over your own health, over your own anything. Um, And, and all of this again, implemented digitally. And of course, through force, so, uh, again, welcome to the New World Order, as they announced on Australian TV a couple of months back. Um, you know, here we are. Yeah. And so I'm just trying, I'm trying to think of like how the, the sort of normal person out there, do they even have the ability to take, to see the trajectory at where things are going and then forecast into the future. Okay. Okay. So if, if we're seeing things like this and it's going along in this, you know, sort of band of uh, events, band of, you know, reactions by the government and steps that they take, do they have the ability to say, let's say, okay, three years from now, here's a point. What is that point going to be like? Like, you know, for example, I, I made a bet with my, with a person, uh, a person who is close to me, close to my family. Like you know, she's family basically. She is family, um, and I made a bet that said five years from now we are going to be significantly worse. Like the 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 the, the mandates and the the you know life, the the restrictions and all that stuff is going to be worse. And she made a bet saying. Now it's going to be better that, you know, we're going to, we're going to get through this and, you know, things will more or less go back to normal. Maybe we won't be fully back to normal, but it'll be, it'll be significantly worse or no better. Sorry. Better. Yeah. Said better. I said worse. Um, and right now she, she's, she is being um, threatened with termination from her employee employer Uh for for not going along with the medical medical countermeasure, um, she's pregnant and um, and yeah, she basically has a contract through July with her employer, and like you know, they, they've they've kind of accepted a a, med, uh, uh, a medical exemption, but that doesn't mean they have to renew the contract in July, so. I mean, she may have trouble getting service to have her baby delivered. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, I, 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 I mean, I think, they might, they might just separate her from the baby at birth and be like, sorry, you can't see him. Like you're not vaccinated and we're going to vaccinate the baby by the way, too, because you know, you're dangerous to it. Yeah. Like, right. And you know, it's probably coming up in a month or less. And I mean, I, I think she's, uh, you know, she, she realizes that I won the bet. So, you know, there's, there's no issue there, but it's just, it's just so incredible how people, people don't see it. It's like, you know, people, people just don't see it. Like they can't project out into the future of, of like, okay, so if, if things go, if things continue in this, in this vein, in this trajectory, where is it going to be in three years? Where's it going to be in five years? And it's like, I, is this some special talent that we have that other people don't, I, you know, I don't think so. I don't think I'm that special or that smart or anything like that, but you know, I I've accepted certain truths that other people seem to have not accepted. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, right. It's just, it's, you know, obviously we've talked about this a lot, but it's just, it's just shocking to people that there could be a plan and it's evil. Like people just don't really have, most people just don't really have the ability to even sort of consider that possibility, no matter how clear the evidence is. And it is, it's, it's, it's very shocking, but yeah, to answer your question. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they do. I don't think they do have the capacity to project, to look at what's happening and project out. I think, I think they buy the narrative for the most part. You know, I think, I think they buy the narrative, which is like, we're doing everything we can to keep each other safe. And all this stuff is, you know, part of that. And, um, and, um, and, and, you know, and again, right, that goes back into a conversation we've had many times that we don't need to rehash about you know, why people do that. Um, but clearly, you know, clearly, if you've bought into this point, you're in pretty deep. Um, you're probably jabbed, double jabbed at this point. You know, if you're still bought in, your kids are probably jabbed. So if you're, you know, at this point, man, if you're getting information to the contrary of what you've done, I mean, that's, that's a rough psychological position to be in. The other thing I want to mention, too, is that, you know, the esoteric piece of the tyranny, to me, it's sort of, um, it's sort of like the level of tyranny is kind of, um, um, is, um, attached to, I'm forgetting the right word, but is, is commiserate with or something. Uh, there's a better word, but with, um, the level of a, of a sleep you are and the level of awakening you need to have. So it's like the more, right. So like the folks in Lithuania, I would imagine need a larger wake up call, right. Than maybe the folks in Texas or, or maybe where I live or something, right. Or Florida or something. So, so, so there seems to be, you know, to me, it's like a lot of what we're seeing as far as the tyranny is, is directly related to the amount of waking up that humanity needs to go through. Um, and so the tyranny rolls out to say to the human human, you better reclaim your sovereignty. Hello, reclaim your sovereignty, you know, reclaim your sovereignty. Um, and it does seem that some people, if not most people, are not going to do that, right? They're just going to slip into this um, authoritarian hell uh, and and accept that world. Um, I'm not going to do that, and I know you know lots of other people are are not going to do that. And I I'm very excited for and enjoying also even currently watching the pushback, and also it's going to be very fun to see how people like you and I and the millions, if not billions of people out there like us in this way will work to um, 
get around and make irrelevant and laugh at all of this crap they're trying to do, including supply chains and all that kind of stuff, right? People aren't going to just take this. People aren't going to be like, oh, we can't buy stuff because the government's, you know, shut down the supply chain of the world. Like things are going to pop up. Networks are going to pop up. Things are going to happen to, uh, so that we can build a new earth as we, you know, as we are. And so, um, that's really exciting, but yeah, I mean, people need the wake up call. So I think the tyranny, a lot of it is just sort of part of that process. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny how it would happen in, in Lithuania like this, because they were, I, I think they were a former Soviet uh, country. So it's like, yeah, I think so. you know, they should, they should be able to see it as good or better than anyone. Um, so that, that's kind of weird, but, um, you did mention, uh, Texas. So let's, uh, let's share a bit of good news. Um, Texas Governor Greg Abbott bans any C-19V mandate, including for private employers. So um, Texas Governor Greg Greg Abbott on Monday issued another executive order cracking down on C-19V mandates, this time banning any entity in Texas, including private businesses, from requiring these for employees or customers. Abbott also called on the legislature to pass a law with the same effect, promising to rescind the executive order once that happened. The legislator, legislature is in its is in this year's third special legislative session, which ends October 19th. The C19, oh yeah, never mind. I don't need to read that part of it because uh, that's just more propaganda, but. Yeah, so there's some good news. And uh, to what you said, um, and to plug an episode that we did yesterday with uh, uh, people uh, starting a farm, working with permaculture, uh, and building communities, like, yeah, things are, things are popping up. Things are being built all over the place, all over the world by literally hundreds of millions of people doing this. So there is a big, big, big light at the end of the tunnel through this. Uh, you know, once we get through this, um, not, not even through this, it's just like, you know, a, a new separate world is, is being built and join that one. And, you know, you're going to, there's going to be banks and payment processors and, and farms and food stores and all kinds of things, hospitals and, and clinics and, and all kinds of things where you can, you know, go about and, and live your life. It might be a little bit more or a little less convenient. You know, you might not have the same conveniences that you had, which, you know, all right, that's fine. But, you know, go back 100, 200 years and think about the conveniences that they didn't have. And they were fine. They got through it. They grew their food, stored their food, had children, raised children. You know, they didn't even have any, any jabs. So (laughs) (laughs) how did they survive? How did they survive? Right. You know, it's crazy. It's funny because they've, they've always put that idea in our head that like they died really young, which is probably false. (laughs) Yeah. They were much more healthy than we are today. You know, we have morbidly obese people who are at the same time starved of, of nutrients you know, they're starving, but morbidly obese at the same time. Like th- that's the, that's the, uh, the, uh, modern sickness. It's like, and you know, like, and how many other people are quote unquote dying from, you know, 
from the nonsense virus. It's it's the people who are old and morbidly obese. And it's like, okay, well, you know, <laughs> they were gonna die anyways. Not, I'm not rooting for anyone to die, but like, you know, the amount of comorbidities and, and all that stuff from the people here is just, you know, it's crazy. So if you think this is real, you know, I don't know what to say at this point. Yeah, I mean, the other thing too, um, well, first of all, yeah, I mean, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel, right? And and for some folks that I think that's probably a train and for other folks, that's the new earth. And that's kind of like, you know, that's kind of the, the, the paradigm here. But, um, you know, there's, there's another thing that occurs to me too. It's like all of the technologies that they have unleashed and tried to their tried to be the controllers of and maintain a handle and control over, et cetera. Um, blockchain comes to mind. The internet of course comes to mind, you know, free energy, which was of course not created by them, but they, they have that tech, um, et cetera. Um, you know, these technologies, unfortunately for them, they can't be un unleashed, right? Once that idea is in the consciousness of humanity and once people understand it at the highest levels, which of course people do, there's always going to be good people on the right side of things who are, who have those abilities. And so you can't put the cat back in the back, right? So when, when we talk about solutions, there's no such thing as a technology that's inherent, maybe there's such thing, but there's essentially no such thing as a technology that's inherently good or evil, right? Inherently dark, or it's, it's what you do with yeah. it, right? It's what, yeah. what you use it for. And so, and so, you know, all this stuff is out there. They, they can't undo it. Um, so they can, they can like shut everything down, but they've already given us all the tools we need to get around that. So, um, you know, it's not going to be, yeah. I mean, there's just, there's no possibility they're going to be successful ultimately in the implementation of all this stuff because of what we're talking about. There's millions, hundreds of millions, if not billions of alive, awakened souls all over earth who are not having, it. like, we're not having, it. you're not doing any of that stuff to us. And so you add, you take that and then you add that into our skill sets and our this and our that it ain't happening. It may happen for the people that choose it as their business, but overall it's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the thing to do now is to take steps to uh, reclaim your sovereignty, uh, take on more responsibility for, you know, everything in your life, uh, supply chain. You know, we've talked about that for a while. Um, you know, get your supplies in order, uh, start producing your own food, uh, start forming relationships with your uh, people in your community start building communities online and you know yeah it, we might have some tough times ahead of us but nothing that nothing that we haven't faced or people haven't faced in the past and been able to uh, live through so I think that's the key takeaway here yep no I agree and uh, yeah, I gotta run brother but uh, this was a fun fun talk yeah. If you got one All more, right. if you got one more thing you want to get to, run it through quick. But I got, I got to go here soon. No, no, that's good. I think we we got it for today. So, um, so yeah. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe. Please, please, uh, subscribe to the Clips channel, the backup channel. Um, you know, obviously we're kicked off of our main channel, so we'll be back there in a little under two weeks. But for now, uh, the backup channel. 
uh, and also Rumble, and also join our Telegram group. So yeah, we should push that a little bit more. And um, stay tuned for the announcement on the interview with uh, the PhD scientist, uh, person who's been working with PCR technology. Uh, could be this Thursday or, well, if it's Thursday, probably, probably won't be live, but I, I think we should wait until we're back on our main channel because then we can do a little bit more promotion, so. Uh, but anyways, uh, stay tuned for that, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Thanks.